When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without the essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. I mean, it provides great protection, and it's really breathable so you don't get hot. That's a win-win. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com slash PFG to shop their performance fishing gear. What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go paper-tarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. Jordan and Jake, powered by Ortho Carolina. Your personalized orthopedic care begins with the click of a mouse. Schedule your next appointment online at orthocarolina.com. Ortho Carolina. Your care, your way. This week on Jordan and Jake. This poor guy, I don't even know who it is, but he would have been near cardiac arrest the entire game. Because there's no uh, way you're in shape to play an NFL game. This is where you decide who's going to be on this on this ship with us, going in that direction, or who's not. And if you can't for the next four weeks give me everything you have and do everything right, even though we're going nowhere, then you don't need to be here. Here are your Panther Hall of Honor members, Jordan Gross and Jake DeLome. Well, Jake, happy bye week. Um, I know you're not too happy because of the way the Vikings game went. We had a little uptick last week with the win, and we were celebrating. Vikings game, not so much. Let's just knock it out now, Jake. I mean, where do you, where do you want to start? Clock management, turnovers, Jeremy Chin, which was awesome. Give it to me, Jake. I don't know. Yeah, first of all, two back, I mean, back-to-back plays not involving special teams, touchdowns in a row. That was – it looked like the first one, Kirk Cousins, like, underhand threw it to him, it seemed like, you know? Um, Correct. But two in a row, and just play after play, week after week, he continues to show up. And my general synopsis of this game was <laughs> probably one of, in a word, it would be frustration. Because – we weren't the sharpest, I think, offensively. And then I'm thinking, okay, we're in complete control. And to go up to Minnesota, it's going to be a good win for us. Really limited Dalvin Cook. Understand he got banged up a little bit toward the end. But we really did a, a, a great job in that in that regard. And then just getting frustrated watching some of the clock portion of the game toward the latter part of the game. Kind of hoping we um, could run it. On a few more situations, because I just know how difficult it is when you have no timeouts in the NFL. This isn't college and high school where first down, you automatically clock stops. You can kind of catch up and and things like that. The NFL, this baby's rolling continuously. So and then 
they muffed the punt and we recover, it's like this is a gift, you know, just another complete gift. Um, and then listening after the game to Teddy talk about it, and then again on Monday with Matt, um, Teddy felt the play call was in late. He was trying to kill the play from a run to the pass. Play clock was running down. He went with the play. DJ was wide open. We missed him. He kind of gets banged up. The clock doesn't run, and then, you know, they come down and score. And then miraculously, we have a 54-yard field goal attempt to win the game and thinking this is a chip shot for Joey. Um, and it's like he might have maybe tried a little too hard and just kind of duck hooked it. So frustration, Jordan, as you could probably tell, I'm still – hadn't really gotten over it. No, you sound sad, man. My goal on today's podcast is to cheer you and everybody else listening, cheer you up heading into the bye week. So let, let's spend a little time on the Vikings, though, if you will, Jake. So I actually listened to the game. Uh, driving back, we rented a house. I told you last week, just our family, my wife and our kids, we rented a house out of town. A lot of sweatpants. I was successful in the amount of sweatpants I wanted to wear over the break, Jake. It was very relaxing. And I tur- I'm going to get off on a tangent, but we might as well. I'll come back to the game. So I turned our kit. We, we had time. We watched some must-see movies jake with our kids okay karate kid part one. Oh, love it yes yep um wayne's world okay Okay. (laughs) yeah you got i mean there's enough cultural sayings out of that movie that you gotta let your kids know you know where that came from um let's see uh napoleon dynamite we're good with that one yep Exactly. Some classics. Then I, the crazy thing is I remember the first time I ever watched Napoleon Dynamite. We watched it in Jeff Mitchell's RV at training camp in in Spartanburg because y'all were talking about it. And I'm like, what is this? I don't know what y'all talking about. And we watched (laughs) it. And and I thought that was the dumbest, funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. And you were so critical. I remember that exact day. You were critical of it and judging how dumb it was. And then the rest of training camp, you were saying all the lines and annoying us the heck out of us the whole rest of camp. Jake, what are you, Jake, what are you doing after practice today? Whatever I feel like, gosh, all that stuff. No, so see, I don't want my kid to be Jake DeLone that's never seen Napoleon Dynamite when he gets all the way to adulthood, right? So uh, I watched a couple like, you know, we watched World War Z where it's a zombie outbreak. You know, really, uh, we watched a couple Christmas shows. It was good. Anyways, so I was listening to the broadcast. Our colleagues, Zoke, Kristen, Nick, Kurt Coleman's doing uh, color, does a nice job. But uh, it made me miss the guys a lot, Jake, because I tuned in the pregame show from time to time. But hearing their voices, you know, I can't wait for everything to get back to normal. So hopefully you and I can, you know, get back on the air a little bit with them. But it was funny when when Jeremy Chin had his back-to-back, his back-to-back touchdowns, Mick was a bit confused, and Kurt is a very analytical, you know, serious kind of tone guy. I was trying to decipher, like, based on their reactions, it wasn't enough excitement for what was happening, you know, because I'm listening and not seeing. I was like, so I'm asking my wife, Dana, did he really just score back-to-back touchdowns? And and then Zoke had, was the only one that had fun with it. He said, we'll call that the double chin, which I thought was I like, fantastic. I, I, I like the, <laughs> the double chin. I thought that was pretty, I thought that was pretty good. And uh, in typical the, Zoke fashion, through the jab from the corner just boom outstanding but no those guys do a good job but then i came back and i watched the game and the highlights and stuff following up and and jake you were talking about the clock management though heavily scrutinized is going is and is going to be the third down call like you said where they rushed they got the plan late rushed the throw dj you know hurt his 
foot or his ankle and got some x-rays that look good. But um, that's that's the clock management that a lot of people are going to think of. But the series before the muff punt as well, Jake, right? There were some passes at the end of that one that slowed that clock down. So talk our listeners through your mentality as a quarterback when a pass is called. The other team doesn't have any timeouts, so specifically maybe that third down play at the goal line there. A sack would have been better than an incompletion, right? But you don't have time to process all that information, Jake. What do you think is going through the mind of Teddy Bridgewater in that situation? Well, and that's something that I think, you know, Teddy, and and, and look, he's come out and he's basically taking complete ownership of the whole, you know, scenario that happened. And he was like, yeah, I got to make that play. And But listen, that got, that has to go through your mind because you're thinking under four minutes left, you're not going to carry out play action fakes. You're going to follow the running back in case there's a, a fumble. And and so you can jump on it if something happens. Little things like that. You want to bleed the play clock. You want to snap it when it, when you're seeing one on the play clock. That's when you want to snap it if if the clock is still running the, and, and things like that. But if a play is – if a pass is called, the it has to be a layup, a wide-open layup. Um, and not through traffic, a wide open layup to give it to somebody, or hey, take the sack, don't go out of bounds, you know, things of that nature. You're, or you tell them the running back, hey, we're running stretch to the right. You have to stay in bounds. You have to, or if you break it, get the first down, get down, don't score. Those are things that you're just kind of constantly um, going through your head and you should be uh, expressing to the rest of the team. So, and that's something that. You know, Teddy probably started rushing the play, didn't want to take a delay a game, said, listen, we're just going to run this pass play. I'm probably going to run it. But then DJ pops open and I'm trying to gather from what Teddy's saying. DJ pops open and you're thinking, oh, my gosh, how easy is this? This is it. We slammed the door. This game is over now. Um, and just they weren't able to execute it. Um, and that's 40 something seconds there that the Vikings gained uh, in, in, with the clock. So a different mindset for them because I had discussion with someone about this and they were like, but they still went down with very little time and scored. And I said, I understand that. But the mindset that you have, if it's a minute and 50, let's say, or a minute and 48 seconds left with no timeouts, you need a touchdown. It's totally different than let's say had the, we ran the ball and it's a minute left or 59, 58 seconds. It's a total different mindset with no timeouts, you know? Um, and yeah. that's just, it just happened. Now, listen, I'm trying to look at the big picture. And I, and, I, and I was talking to myself Sunday night because I like to do that because I was so <laughs> down because I, I, I hurt when we lose the game. And I'm like, well, in the grand scheme of things, this could make us pick sixth or seventh next year or instead of ninth, tenth, eleventh. And we could get a certain draft pick out the draft next year because of this game in Minnesota. And this could be a game changer. Uh, for this organization in this draft pick. So silly things went through my mind uh, on Sunday and, and that whole kind well, of few you gotta, hour span. You got to think about that because that's the reality, right? You you told me leading into this show, we're mathematically eliminated from the playoffs. And our right. buy is so dang late. I never had a buy this late. So never. it's, it, it's going to be, it's just going to be weird, man. Let's call it like it is coming out of this by mathematically eliminated from the playoffs with four games to go during COVID NFL football. Like Matt rule is going to have a bit of a challenge to just kind of keep everybody moving forward 
in you know sticking to the plan i'm i'm thinking jake about teams such as the panthers that are leading in late in the season not in the playoffs it's going to be more challenging for guys young guys in particular to stay home to try to not go out to to keep you know their exposure low because you're not in, there's no enticement for you to to stay covid free because you're not going to playoffs you know what i mean so these last four weeks can be weird and then the questions will of course start now winning is detrimental to where we sit in the nfl draft so what do we you don't know you never try to lose but christian mccaffrey for example you don't rush him back man right if dj's a little banged up you don't rush him back there's just a, a different mentality jake so let's put you in the seat as head coach what are you talk? What are you trying to do this bye week? What do you want to do with these last four weeks of the regular season, Jay? And then the owner too. Like, what's Mister Tepper want to see happen these last four weeks? There's, it's just I'm not surprised we're in this situation with the first year coach and all the off season, everything that went on, and new quarterback and all those things. But four weeks is a long time, man. There's a lot of football in there. So you asked, and you're going to get the answer. I was hoping you would ask me. Oh, good. So this is my whole mindset, Jordan. 2002. John Fox's first year, Carolina Panthers. They start out three and zero. They lose, oh uh, gosh, seven or eight straight, something like that. Then they ended up winning the last like three or four games of the season to end up seven and nine. They might, I think they lost eight straight. I think it was three and zero. Then they lost eight straight, if I remember, something like that. Then they won four out of five, whatever it may be. But they gained momentum that last month of the season going into the next year. I was able to sign the next year. Stephen Davis was able to sign. Ricky Pro was able to sign. You're a top ten pick. Um, you know, we 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 got some pieces added to that following year's team. So my whole thing, you hit Christian McCaffrey. Am I playing him when I come back from the bye? If he's healthy and ready to play, you better believe it. He's playing because he is one of the centerpieces that I'm going to showcase from here on out. I don't care who it is. You're ready to play, and we're going to try to win because we're going to set the tone these last four games of the season to go into the 2021 season, and it's going to set the tone for what we're going to do in the offseason, what we're going to do in the draft, how we're going to access training camp next year. Mentally, I guess you could say, mentally is what I'm thinking, into the season. So I am all in. And I heard you talk about, you know, the young kids. Well, listen, this is where this is where you decide who's going to be on this, on this ship with us going in that direction or who's not. And if you can't for the next four weeks give me everything you have and do everything right, even though we're going nowhere, then you don't need to be here. That's my coach speak for the day. That's a good coach speak. You've got your future in coaching, Jake, right there, because that's that. I mean, I would have said something pretty similar. There probably have been some sort of sarcasm and bad jokes in there, but that is the similar mentality that I would put forth. You got, I mean, you got to, right? What else, what else is there to do? You can't control what other teams are doing. You got to pursue that way. And we got Denver after the bye, who maybe if we're lucky, Jake, they won't have any quarterbacks again. How about that, right? So Kendall yeah, Hinton, like that's the <laughs> in, that's the NFL slap, like pointing at them and saying, "Okay, you're playing. We're not extending you a 48 hour grace period to get some guys uh, off of the uh, COVID list. You're playing because you didn't follow the rules." That's the NFL putting out the mighty hand and saying, "You're going to." How amazing! Here. Like I'm following these headlines and I'm going because they they asked to have. A coach play is that correct? The Broncos yes. did, I and think it the was guy denied. Last played 
at James, like James Madison in 04 yes. or something like that. God, they should have let him. I mean, that would have just been amazing, Jay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what kind of, you know how much exercising the coaches do during the season. This poor guy, I don't even know who it is, but he would have been near cardiac arrest the entire game because there's no oh. way you're in shape to play an NFL game. So instead, they go to the practice squad and get Kendall Hinton, right? Who, that son of a gun, I mean, Jake, never start an NFL game, wasn't even on a roster a month ago, I believe is the story. Now he comes in and he's a starting quarterback. Like, that's not, that's amazing. All the resources the NFL puts into <laughs> winning, and you're going out there with a receiver at quarterback. It was absolutely awesome. I loved his post-game quotes and everything. It was just great, man. How'd you feel about it, Jake? Well, I... I was pretty much in disbelief. Like this, this can't be real. And then, what about the Saints players? I mean, what what kind of pressure do you think the offense? Hey, offense, uh, y'all need to score one point, um, and we'll win. Right. Well, now they're taking four because they they kicked the field goal. I think they did. Yeah, they did. But like the the night before, if you're Sean Payton, all right, defense, I need you to step up tomorrow. Step up for what, coach? (laughs) Like who? What? What do we? They didn't even know who the quarterback was going to be. Oh my gosh! Yeah, that's but this guy he had to go in, he had to perform, did the best he could, and listen, Vic Fangio, I loved him in his press conference, the head coach of of Denver. <laughs> Look, quarterbacks didn't follow the rules; they put us in a bad situation. We 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 tried. <laughs> There's nothing else you can say. Can you imagine if Drew Brees would have been the starter for that game? That would have been a, there never would have been a bigger mismatch in the history of pro sports in any sport ever. Drew Brees versus practice squad wide receiver starting in the NFL. I would have loved it as an O lineman because there's no way you could have a bad attitude about that, right? Like, okay, there's a you couldn't have one percent. There's a one percent chance we can win this game, right? Let's just go nuts and try to get this young guy a touchdown because that'll be just a lifelong memory. Okay, question for you. So I was thinking as I watched pieces of this game, who would we have played at quarterback our time together? Good question. Had, had, you know, myself, Matt Moore, you know, Rodney P, Chris Winkie, whatever it may be, none of us could have dressed out. Who would we have put at quarterback? Probably Julius Peppers. <laughs> well, I mean, we could <laughs> we could have at least moved the ball, right? Right. If he was our right. quarterback, he could run the option for sure. No and doubt. I'm sure yeah. that Pep could throw a ball like oh, he could hit every. No, listen. Everybody that's never played quarterback always thinks they can throw. You no, know, like how he that could is. throw a dump pass off of. QB power, right? Like he could have done the jump, the Tebow, the jump throw. He could yeah. do that. Okay. We All would have right. done more wild. I mean, Henning put in, Dan Henning put in Wildcat with us. We ran wow. off like a whole game almost without hardly any QB. But who do you got? Who's on your list? Well, I, the more I thought about it, the obvious choice is always going to be Steve, you know, because yeah. just put him back there, let him run sweep and things like And Steve could, listen, he could throw it a little bit. You know, I right. mean, he really, truly could, but especially rolling out, you know, letting him try to complete one or two passes. And just knowing the way Steve is, he'd chew out everybody. Hey, y'all better get open. <laughs> he'd you know, chew you, out everybody. You better catch a that's pass. All, you understand me? You that's all you need back. to do to be a good quarterback is just chew everybody out. Okay, got it. <laughs>
No, uh, maybe Steve. I'm trying. We didn't have anybody that was a quarterback. I don't think. Well, probably we definitely most, didn't. Most guys were quarterbacks in high school, but because everybody would say, oh, "I used to do this in high school and throw it like this." Um, <laughs> give you tips. We never you know, had Mike any coaches. Nick, I'll tell you that though, that could ever ever have come out and played like the Broncos were trying. What if, I think Mike. That would have been rough. I think Mike. I think Mike Minter could have. I think Mint could have played quarterback. You know, well, you need, but run, you need somebody that's already on offense. Yeah, so right. I'm taking my it. pep back because they wouldn't even have known our formations. Or, right. I probably would have just gone with Kendall Hinton, just like the Broncos did. I would have went and found him. That's our only option. Yeah, yeah that was. But we'll see. So the so we play the Panthers play Denver, hopefully without a quarterback again. Then Green Bay after the bite, which they do have a quarterback. A pretty decent one. Then the Ron yeah. Rivera reunion, which will be a game that will be highly watched in New Orleans to finish it out. So definitely not what, an easy road ahead. No, not an easy road. And Rivera's team's playing defensively. They, they, they have talent. I saw that last year in person. They, physically, they're a big, imposing front on defense. And then they added Chase Young. And what a great story watching Alex Smith play. I mean, I just I marvel at, at, at him playing right now. So that's a, that's a great story. So it's tough sledding. But uh, you know what? Back to the coach speak. This is we're going to determine the course of the, 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 the state of our franchise and how we're going to move forward by how we're going to play the next four weeks of the season. Because I truly it's believe in my heart of hearts, Christian will be back. Um, and, and, and we're going we're, we're gonna to decide. We're going to have which guys who are jumping on this uh, ship with us. Well, they just need to learn from it, throw it away, and move on, Jake. That's all you can do. I I've find heard that you sarcasm talk- in your voice. <laughs> Hey, uh, last thing I got, since there's no game to talk about this weekend, bye week, uh, had a good phone call conversation today with Pittsburgh uh, Steeler longtime defensive end Brett Kiesel on the phone. Brett the beard. Brett the fear of the beard. Yep. Still has a beard, he told me, but it's like a normal length. He, uh, I called him because he raises Longhorns okay. just south of Pittsburgh. And he says uh, he raises them for the nutritional value of their beef, which is lower okay. in cholesterol and fat, supposedly. And then okay. there's a market for the horns themselves and the hides, right? But the fun fact was, he said James Harrison is his number one client. Really? In the, be- the beef consumption is very high from James Harrison <laughs> on Brett Keisel Longhorn. So I thought you might find that interesting. That now, how what how did you come up with his name? What's what's the what's the? Uh, the we've the been he so he played here? yeah he played at BYU when I was at Utah. So we started battling okay. in the 1900s, right? Okay. That's what my son calls the er, the 90s, the 1900s. <laughs> so then, just you know, we'd play Pittsburgh every year in the preseason, right? Fourth game, so we'd always bang heads a little bit then, and then just kind of stayed in touch. And then he's from Wyoming, I'm from Idaho, so we talk to you know you know how it goes like something whatever you'll exchange numbers a text after a game man nice job we'll turn into we should you know you should get together this offseason which we never did but i just saw on twitter and stuff he posts a lot of uh stuff about his longhorns he needs them like dick la bull bull coward they're all these Steelers names so i just was interested in what he was doing so he's he's like the jake delome racehorse of the uh longhorn world Okay. So there you go. Yeah. Um, but that's all I got, Jake. You got anything else we need to discuss? Any other business? No. 
Um, no, I can honestly say, though, uh, on a personal note, that we have started back racing horses in Louisiana. Uh, yeah? We have not run for a few months because um, that's just how our schedule somewhat is. And then the track that was supposed to start the 1st of October was destroyed um, the majority, a good bit of it, from uh, Hurricane Laura that hit the um, the western edge of Louisiana. So that was about seven weeks delayed. So we're back running again. Um, and we had a good week last week, and I'm proud of that. So we ran three. We had two wins in a second, and so very nice. proud of that. Yes. and Congratulations. One of the horses, well, one of the – and this is what I'm getting to. So one of the horses' names uh, was Mrs. Judy who was Miss Judy Perel, who was our real estate lady here in Charlotte and who became a dear, dear friend of ours and still a dear friend. And the next one is 50 Protection. And I know Ooh. how much you as a tackle love 50 Protection. Exactly. We talked about that on this show. Exactly. Nice yeah. names. Yes. What about the second so, place horse? Well, that no, that was 50 Protection. Those were mine. Then another one that my dad trains for somebody that's in our barn because we just have like – nine that are racing right now she won she was the other winner but 50 protection uh in essence had a lot of trouble during the race uh mm. could he had he had some people blocking him i guess you could say wow. um kind of ironic so he fi once he finally got through he made a big run to run second and had he not had those issues he could have maybe won so do horses have very to wear promising. masks when they race somewhere what we call blinkers and it's um it's a, a an apparatus you put on their head and there's different sizes of the cups of the blinkers so if horses uh -huh. look around some you have these kind of people you'll hear people refer to them as blinders but they're blinkers yeah so you can have a french cup full cup quarter cup things like that how much cup you want to keep them focused going forward all right well all you right. know what? The Panthers might need a couple blinkers just to stay on track the last four weeks. So put some orders in for a half cup for all 53 guys. Okay. You know what? You know what? I'm I'm not because you know why? If you need blinkers to concentrate in this last month of the season, you don't need to be on this football team, Jordan. All right. I'm, well, on co I'm coach speak all, all the time today. Keep it coach up. I will not have blinkers on next week when we talk about the Broncos uh, game against the Panthers. But until then, Jake, enjoy the bye week. All right, and uh, don't don't get in too much trouble with the weekend off. I can't wait to talk to you next week. Good luck with the horses, and uh, it's been the Jordan and Jake podcast, sponsored by Ortho Carolina. All right, Jake, talk to you soon, man. Take care. Bye bye. Jordan and Jake, powered by Ortho Carolina. Your personalized orthopedic care begins with a click of a mouse. Schedule your next appointment online at orthocarolina.com. Ortho Carolina, your care, your way.